Hey, healthy friends. Welcome back to another episode of The Healthy Life with Coach Ashley and Coach Monica. Monica, tell me how your week has been. Wow. It has been a week. Um, it has. But <laughs> it has been a week. I was out for a work conference in Atlanta, but it really put my health goals into perspective. And I think that, uh, you know, with the holidays coming up or anybody who works a job where you have to travel a lot, it really made me think I have to kick my butt into gear because I wasn't in control of a lot of the places that we were going to go eat. Um, you know, I, I picked where we were going, but then a client says, let's go here and everything is derailed. So I really had to focus on one specific word over the past week was pivoting. And I just did the best that I could do. It was an absolute blast um, being able to go out and work, but I was doing a lot of 10.30 p.m. Uh, workouts in the hotel. <laughs> and I'm so proud of you for that. We talked about that a little bit before. Um, I, I just don't know that I could get my butt to just get up and work out so late at night. And I'm so glad that it works for you. Um, because I think a lot of us have heard like, oh, don't work out at night. It'll keep you up. But it makes sense too, though, if you're the kind of person that's going to you know, wear you out and stuff, then by all means, if it's what works for you, then do it. <laughs> yeah. I've gone either way. I've, I've done early morning workouts. Those work out for me to give me the boost of energy to get throughout the day. But I've also done some nighttime workouts. And again, that's a part of that pivoting and doing whatever you can for your wellness journey. And when I work out at night, it helps me sleep a little bit better. So either way, I mean, I think I, I've proven that you can do it. But the most important thing was I needed to move my body in a healthy way after lots of conferencing and conference food. And even though I did not want to be in the gym at 10.30, 11 o'clock at night, I got down there, I did my workout and I was done. That's awesome. Whatever makes you feel better. It's a great stress reliever too, like yeah, you know, as we know. Absolutely. How was your week? My week. So it, I don't always get to talk about a lot of the struggles of maintenance as well. But this week was a hard week for me in terms of eating and stress. Um, for some reason, I'm not sure why, because we didn't have a whole lot going on other than I was telling you before, we got a new roof put on our house. It was like 25 years old. We so needed that. So that was kind of a stressor. But for some reason, something about this week just made it really hard to make better choices. We had a lot of lazy meals. Um, and so that just mentally, I'm feeling like stressed because I wasn't able to stick on track um, like I usually am. And yeah, it was it was a struggle week for me. And and that's okay. Like I understand that that happens. It's taken me a long time mentally and emotionally to understand like it's just, it is what it is. It is, it's life. Things happen mm -hmm. <laughs> all the time. Um, so it just, it wasn't a great week in terms of eating and, and stress and whatnot, but we're getting a little bit back on track. My youngest is sick. She goes to preschool. So that's been hard trying to take care of her. Oh. We're, we're all a little like, you know, sore throat, snotty nose, coughing mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Lots of soup. We've been, we have been doing soup. So just trying to hang in there this week, honestly, is what we've been trying to do. So I'm looking forward to moving past all that. Yes. And I think that's so good for all the listeners out there because I, I feel that so many people think that when you get to maintenance, it's such an easy road after that. And week after week, even if you're not sharing some of the struggles, I mean, I think you're always explaining that it's not a cakewalk and you still have a lot of work to do. So hopefully anybody who's out there listening and maybe you were having, whether you're in maintenance or not, if you were having a little bit of a struggle week, it's okay. It happens. Right yeah, I'm right Get there. back, okay, in, the yeah. Get back will, in the game. Get back in the game. I will say mentioning that maintenance is a, a cakewalk. I mean, I can tell you for 100% certainty that you can most definitely make maintenance easier on yourself 
by learning the right habits that you know that you're enjoying and that you are going to continue to stick with. Because if you make it harder on yourself by, you know, cutting everything out and doing things the, I don't want to say the bad way, but just the way that's not right for you or livable for you, that is going to make maintenance harder. So to make maintenance easier on yourself, just learn those habits, make those small changes that are going to work and stick. And that most definitely will make it easier. But yeah, I mean, it's life, like I said, and we are always going to have those moments regardless of where we're at in life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I I love that. What a good yeah. segue into the conversation. <laughs> it is because now that we mentioned that, mentioned um, you know, these better habits and whatnot, I wanted to talk today about specifically how we are eating. Um, of course, I know when I first started, I started trying to lose weight. I can't even tell you when, probably clear back and say 2014. And it was an off and on battle until 2020 when I really said, okay, I'm doing this like for good. I um, mean, clear back then, I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to do weight loss. I didn't know how to eat better. Um, I think mainstream media, not so much today maybe, but back then for sure was like, well, eat less. That's all you have mm-hmm. to do is just, you know, let's have a boiled egg and some grapefruit and... <laughs> <laughs> and a shake, some sort of meal replacement shake and call it a day. And that is just so not the case. It's so unbelievably unhealthy to not let your body have the calories it needs. So I really want to talk today about how you can eat more and not less to actually lose weight. And you said something that was so funny to me <laughs> because when you said, you know, mainstream media talks about a boiled egg or a shake or this or that. I remember when I was younger and I'm really happy that my sister does not listen to these podcasts because I'm going to expose her. Um, I'm going to throw it under the bus. But when we were younger and, you know, I've talked about this before coming from a heavier family. She used to say, oh, well, I'm just going to eat lettuce. I'm just going to eat lettuce and I'll be fine. That's it. I'm just going to have two pieces of lettuce and go to bed. And, you know, even at a young age, I think she started saying that in junior high. Um, But it's funny and it's not at the same time because we grew up in this society that we're thinking you need to eat less to lose more weight. And I love me a good protein shake. I have one in my coffee right now. Um, But I think that with the increase of these convenience foods, of the ready-to-drink meal replacement shakes, the protein bars, the this, the that, it's really easy to fall into these bad habits of instead of me creating a balanced plate and eating a meal that is full of volume, that's going to keep me satisfied. And I know you've talked about this before. Um, I'm just going to go and grab a protein bar or I'm just going to go and grab a ready, ready-made protein shake. And there is nothing wrong with those things at all. Trust me, I'm a convenience girly. I'm always on the go. But I really try my best to not just fill my day with protein shakes and protein bars. I have to include a meal that is balance that has my protein, you know, my lean protein, my healthy fats, my fruits and vegetables, because that's what's going to keep me fuller longer. And in between, I may need a supplement with those ready to uh, go protein shakes or protein bars, but you really have to figure out how to create the balance. And that's something that you talked about um, just a few a few seconds ago of you didn't know how to weight loss. You didn't know how to do it appropriately. And I think that is such a crucial point here because, you know, 
I love a good grab and go, but if you're going to make a protein shake, make a protein shake at home. Add your protein powder, add your fruit, whatever you want to it. Don't always go for the ready-made convenience because that's the thing. It's convenience and it's marketed towards people who want to lose weight and it's not filled with everything that you truly need to remain satisfied. Absolutely. And, and like you said, there is nothing wrong with sometimes having a meal replacement shake or a protein shake or these these grab and go bars and snacks and stuff sometimes they're just convenient and sometimes they're necessary if you're if you're stuck on time you know and you're whatever it may be you're on the go and you needed to throw something in your bag there's nothing wrong with that but the point is is to balance that with those well-rounded meals um the whole idea with eat more not less people are like well wait i thought i had to cut my calories in order to lose weight Yes, absolutely. You most definitely 100% have to be in a calorie deficit in order to lose weight. We do know that. But when you look at ta- or you take a look at what specifically you are eating, this is where you can incorporate that whole add don't restrict mentality. This is where you can actually eat more to lose weight and not less but still be in a calorie deficit. So one of my favorite examples is taking a look specifically at a certain food. So let's take a look at like a granola bar or protein bar. They can be anywhere from like 100 to 150. I've seen some even close to 200 calories, 180 or 190-ish calories for these bars. Again, are they sometimes necessary? Maybe. Maybe you need to grab it and go and that's totally fine. But if your goal is to feel full during the day and you want to be able... If you're a visual and you need to be able to eat more, you need to see more on your plate. I do. I feel like I need to have my plate full. Uh-huh. Um, this is where you take a look at those things. So for example, again, the granola bar or protein bar, um, let's call it 150 calories just for reference here. And then let's take a cup of Greek non-fat plain yogurt. Sweeten it up how you like, whether it's skinny syrups, your favorite sugar substitute, maybe just a drop of honey. Maybe you don't like it super sweet. Throw in a handful of berries, whatever your or your favorite fruit, whatever. Maybe a little sprinkle of some almonds. That can also be about 150 to 180 calories, depending on how much you use. And so you're looking at both of these items. Picture these items on the table. You've got this granola bar, you know, a couple inches long, if that. Then you've got this nice medium-sized bowl of yogurt and or um, almonds and berries and stuff. And you see that that yogurt, there's so much more food there for the same amount of calories that you would get in the granola bar. This is what I mean by eat more, not less. Taking a look at the quality of this food instead of you know quantity sometimes. Um, this is where you have to compare and you have to figure out what am I going to be able to actually eat that is going to fill me up and keep me in this deficit. Yes. And I always love whenever you give that side by side with the granola bar <laughs> and the yogurt because I'm visualizing it myself. And I'm like, I'm going for that granola. <laughs> I can just see that it looks so much bigger than, you know, I'm going for the, the yogurt granola with the nuts and granola because I am a volume eater. And some of us don't want to admit that because they think, oh, I'm just admitting that I like to eat a lot of food. But it's really important to know your body and where you are in your journey. And a lot of us didn't get where we are just eating a salad or just eating one granola bar. We got where we were by going to the fast food restaurant or the other restaurant and ordering the appetizer, the entree, the dessert, and the Coke. And so we still have a little bit of that volume mentality. And that's fine. That's the way that your body consumes food. But how do you do the reverse and do that in a healthy way? So I always love whenever, because some of us need that visual of the granola bar versus the yogurt. And, you know, just to kind of get into some of that science behind it, y'all, that volume eating, you know, like Coach Ashley just said, it is a way to eat more food without increasing your calories. The point is not to add more to your 
plate and incre- increase your calories, therefore taking you out of that deficit. But we're actually looking at the macronutrient content itself. So, you know, the the nutrition within that granola bar, yeah, you're probably getting what, maybe seven grams of protein, depending on what type of granola bar that you're eating. But your sodium content may be high, the carb rate, the carb to fat ratio may be high. Opposed to if you're looking at this gram by gram, that yogurt parfait essentially is going to have your fruits. It's going to have those nuts with those healthy fats. It's going to have that protein from that yogurt that's going to create some volume and it's going to keep you full longer. So it's providing a different set of calories. Yes, in the end, it could be slightly over in calories from that granola bar. But when you look and think about the macronutrients itself, you're you're filling your body with the things that you actually need. And so we don't think about the fact that a lot of these low volume foods that we're eating, again, these prepackaged convenience foods, they have more calories per gram. So we're just thinking, oh, it has 20 grams of protein. It's this, this, and this. But we're not necessarily thinking about the calories per gram versus the fact of if we just went and made us our granola uh, Greek yogurt bowl with some fruit and some nuts. And one of my favorite examples, and I hope that she's listening, it's one of our members, Penny. Um, you know, she takes that same approach that you just said. She loves sweets. But she realized that she was eating a lot of bites and a lot of calories when it came to the sweets that she was consuming. And so she kind of hacked the system a little bit. And you have to do that as a volume eater. And she takes, um, she will take a uh, zero sugar pudding, divide that in half. She'll add in some zero sugar Greek yogurt. She'll add in some zero sugar um, ready whip. She'll get her some skinny syrups in there, maybe some fruit and drizzle some um, low sugar caramel or chocolate sauce. And she's made this delicious, low bite, low calorie parfait that's stacked. It's layered. It's really pretty. And she said, it it makes me think that I got it from a bakery or something like that. But it's lower in bites. It's lower in calories. It's filling my sweet tooth. And I'm still getting exactly what I need to move forward as a volume eater. So sometimes you have to hack the system and figure out what works for you. Not hack it to where you can eat tons and tons more. You know, that's not what we're saying here. Yeah. But figure out the best way to get your volume in and still eat the foods that you love and enjoy. Absolutely. I think the key there is to get the nutrients in, you know, find the ways to get more protein, more fiber. I think fiber is underrated still a little bit. Yes. Fiber is going to be so good for your body. It is going to help keep you full for longer. If you are diabetic or borderline diabetic, that fiber is going to help keep the sugar levels down. Um, Definitely take a look at the nutrients you're providing for your body. And I love the example with the the pudding and stuff because that is another one of my um, things that I wanted to bring up was it kind of falls in line with the add, don't restrict uh, mentality. So I used to be very guilty of going to the cabinet or the pantry and just grabbing a big handful of cookies. I love my Oreos. I love chocolate chip cookies. I love all the Pepperidge Farm cookies. Like I... I could those Pepperidge Farm bags, guys. I could eat the entire thing. I'm I'm not kidding. That is one of my downfalls. <laughs> and what's funny is I'm not even a super big sweets person, but those things got me. And so when I started this journey, I'm like, how do I give that up? How do I not do that? And it took me a long time to realize I don't. I don't give it up. I work around it, and I find a way 
to fit it into my, my day. I add it. I don't restrict it. So instead of going to the cabinet and grabbing this big handful of cookies or grabbing the entire bag and sitting on the couch with them, <laughs> one of my favorite things to do is taking a zero sugar pudding pack or some of my non-fat Greek yogurt. And again, I love skinny syrups personally. There's all kinds of zero sugar syrups out there. Just sweeten it up a little bit how you like. And instead of taking that five, six, seven cookies that I would have, I take one or two and crumble them up, add it into the pudding, add it into the yogurt. And now here I am adding instead of restricting. I am able to have the cookies that I have loved all along. But I am adding them to something that is more nutritious, especially with the Greek yogurt example. That stuff, I tell you what, that is my staple. I buy two tubs a week. <laughs> we eat a lot of Greek yogurt in this house. We even use it as sour cream. So, but that stuff is so good because it's got so much protein in it. And it is, you know, and this way I'm getting my protein. I'm getting more nutrients while also still getting to have my cookie. Maybe it's, you know, brownies, whatever it is, whatever little dessert it is that you love having. And it doesn't have to be desserts either. It can also be real food. So like if you're somebody who loves just breaded or fried chicken, don't cut it out. Add it into a nice low carb wrap with some lettuce and all the veggies or throw it on top of your favorite salad. You know, It's not like you have to cut all this stuff out. You are in fact adding it in instead of restricting it. And you are still filling those macros and getting those nutrients. And you are, in the general sense, getting to eat more instead of less and still lose weight. I I just love the idea of the cookies. It just makes me laugh so much. Because I mean, <laughs> it's true. Everybody loves cookies and sweets, especially now that we're going into the holidays. And I will say, I may have found a hack for you. It's not a um, it's not one of the Jordan skinny syrups, but Tarani has a sugar-free Belgian cookie syrup. That's actually what I have in my coffee this morning. And hey, so <laughs> yes, they do. So you could always take that Belgian cookie syrup. Up, mix it into your Greek yogurt or whatever plain yogurt you're having and just crush you up a few cookies on the side and you're still getting that cookie flavor all throughout. But I thought about that as I was sitting here. I'm like, I'm drinking Belgian cookie in my coffee right now. But I will say all that one of my favorite things uh, since being on this weight loss and wellness journey is I love figuring out how to incorporate my favorite foods into my new lifestyle. Yeah. That stresses some people out. I absolutely love it because I am not going to restrict myself. Been there, done that. And I don't need to do it again. Um, and that's why so many of us fail on this journey is that we go into this elimination diet or we go into starvation mode where we feel that we uh, we go into starvation mode where we feel like, oh, if I'm just eating less or not at all, then it's easier for me to lose the weight. And essentially what you're doing when you're starving yourself is you're slowing down your metabolism. So you're doing the opposite effect. So if you're someone that likes cookies or if you like pizza or burgers or whatever the case may be, figure out how to make that fit into your journey. For me, it's not always going to be that I'm going to have a regular burger with both buns and the lettuce and the cheese and the pickles. But I can have that sometimes. Sometimes the way that that fits into my journey is I'm having the burger on half of a piece of bread with a salad on the side and maybe a few french fries to boot. But I do not eliminate too often. I don't starve myself too often. And I'm not being super restrictive because I know that I'm going to need to be on a consistent journey. I know that I'm going to need to add and not subtract. And once you start to figure out what you need to be successful on your journey, that is when it's going to unlock for you. Not everyone is going to agree with this volume eating mentality, eat more, not less. 
But I also want y'all to realize that if it's going to work for you, tap into it. Don't be afraid of adding a little bit more volume to your plate. Absolutely. Not everybody is a volume eater. And um, many people will find that the the new way of eating that they've developed in order to lose weight works for them and they're not hungry all the time. I was hungry all the time when I started this because I wasn't doing it the right way for me and my body. And so discovering this has helped tremendously. And I love like... I guess I might be queen of the examples today because I'm, I'm glad you brought up the burger. It, it, it makes me think of another another example. Exactly like what you said, I don't always have the whole bun with my burger. Sometimes I just have it by itself with some French fries and and my vegetables and whatnot. Um, Another little hack that I love doing is instead of using the buns because they can add up to a lot of calories, especially if you get the nice big ones, they can be over 200 calories per bun. Um, I love my low-carb tortillas. They're usually about 50, 60, 70 calories depending on um, the brand and whatnot. If anybody's ever been to Applebee's, and I don't know if they even still have it, but the quesadilla burger... Yes. Oh my goodness, y'all. That is my absolute favorite thing from there. And I have figured out how to recreate that at home with my low carb um, tortillas and my own homemade sauce and adding, you know, this way you get to add absolutely anything you want. You get the opportunity to add more veggies to it if you'd like to get more nutrients packed in there. And it's just a great, another, another little hack where you can, in fact, eat more and not less in order to do this. You don't have to eliminate all the carbs. You don't have to eliminate the bread or the burgers entirely. Um, I think we talked about before also like the Big Mac salad. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not making that for myself because I don't think I should be having bread all the time. I'm making it because it is dang delicious. <laughs> I love, I love Big Mac sauce and you can make it homemade with the Greek yogurt for way, 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 way less calories than other bottled dressings. And that is just a way... Another example of all of those little habits that I have personally built to make this a lifestyle to continue doing it in maintenance. And I do it because I love it. I will always choose the Big Mac salad over other certain things at home. You know what I mean? It's just because I enjoy it. And those are great things that you can do in order to eat more, not less. And sometimes you may even choose the Big Mac salad over the Big Mac because you get more in the salad than you do in the burger. Especially for the calories. You look, I can't remember. I looked it up at one point. How many calories are in a Big Mac meal? I know it's it's probably a, a thousand, eleven hundred, something like that with the fries and everything. And you can have an, a huge, I'm talking huge Big Mac salad at home for less than 600. And so you take that, think about that comparison I did in the beginning, set that Big Mac salad on your table and then set that Big Mac meal on your table with the <laughs> fries and everything. Are the Big Macs big? Yes. But you look at that salad bowl and you think, wow, I can get all of this. And not only is it good for me, I'm going to still feel good after I eat it. Because if you're like me, after we eat fast food, sometimes my stomach's not feeling it, guys. I'm not always <laughs> feeling the greatest. And I know that after eating what I chose to make at home, I'm not going to feel all yucky afterwards either. Yes. And if you're looking at that comparison of the Big Mac salad to the Big Mac and you're upset that you're not going to get any fries on the salad, make some dang fries. Make some fries. Put it on there. Right not salad. I Throw <laughs> in the salad. I love that. I mean, I'm a person that I feel like if I'm eating a salad, I need some fries on the side. Yeah. Maybe that's just me. And, you know, maybe I'll replace the croutons with a few fries or I'll just have the fries on the side. Um, I really think about getting the most bang for my buck. When I think about the things that I'm eating, I want to... It needs to be good. I'm not going to eat something just because it's lower in calories. So please keep that in mind if you are listening. We're not saying, oh, you need to eat the lower calorie option all the time. I'm going to eat whatever is satisfying me and moving the needle towards my goals. So for example, my boyfriend loves wings. He could eat wings every single day. I kid you not. And he is probably keeping Wingstop in business. I do not even think that their wings are that good. I go for the Cajun corn. 
So (laughs) in the ranch. But for me, I know that if I just make wings at home, we can have more. I can control the salt. I can control the sauce. I can control the this or the that. And so we have, we kind of have in our routine that if we want wings, I'm making them. And I'm just cooking them up in my air fryer, getting them nice and crispy. So I'm eliminating the extra calories and and fat from the fryer oil, cooking in my air fryer. I'm seasoning it up nice and good. And regular barbecue sauce for him, I'm usually using like a G Hughes type of sauce on mine. And we'll usually have some type of fries if we want to, or I'll make myself my at-home Cajun corn to still kind of get that controlling the content. And I will usually have some veggies on the side of that. So I feel still feel like I'm part taking in the wings that we love to eat, but I've made it at home. I know that not only is it healthier for me, it's healthier for him. And, you know, we we still enjoy that meal, but it's something that we've decided to make at home. That doesn't mean we don't ever eat at Wingstop. But like you said, eating out doesn't always make me feel the best. I feel sluggish. And while, yes, I want to be a volume eater, let's also thinking about this, the fact that groceries are high and the price of eating out is so expensive. It is so expensive. So, Not only is it not worth it for the calories, and if I'm trying to be a volume eater and I'm going to a place like, let's not say Wingstop, let's say Panera, and I'm getting a pick two with like a soup and a salad, that is so expensive compared to if I just make it at home, I can maybe even meal prep it. I know what the calories are. I know what the bites are. I'm putting it in my tracker and I feel a lot more satisfied in my choices and in the volume that I'm eating. You are absolutely right. And if you find um, a nice dupe recipe for the turkey bacon bravo sauce please let me know because <laughs> from panera i i'm a huge panera fan um their green goddess salad now if if you have the means to go out and eat at panera trust me i know dropping 16 dollars for one person is quite expensive if, if, if you ask me but yeah if we could find a nice dupe recipe for that sauce that would be great <laughs> and whatever you do don't drink that charged lemonade <laughs> oh gosh yes <laughs> I don't need more energy, guys. I have enough caffeine for my coffee. <laughs> but no, I like what you said too about like the wings and sometimes, you know, you just feel like you need to have fries and the whole volume eating. Absolutely. I mean, when we're here at home, my family likes fries. We like potatoes. We like stuff like that. And um, when I'm making meals for the entire family, we all have the same main dish. I still make the fries and stuff if it's a fries kind of night. But in order to fill my plate, because again, I am a volume eater and visually I want to see my plate full. I I keep those steam fresh bag veggies on hand in stock in my freezer. I love the California blend with just some um, broccoli, cauliflower, and carrots, a little bit of the, the butter spray and some salt and pepper and garlic, and I'm good to go. And when I fill that on my plate and I still grab a, some fries, you know, I might not get like a size large fry at home, but I'm going to grab some because I think, like you said, I'm still feeling like I'm participating. I am still included in this dinner. I'm still having what they're having, but I am adding to it to make it more nutritious. To fill me up with the veggies that I truly enjoy. And I know there are adults out there that still don't like their veggies. (laughs) My husband is one of them. (laughs) I'll tell you what, there are some things that you can add to it where it can just make it a whole lot better. But um, yeah, just adding like that and not feeling like you need to restrict 
the more nutrients you pack on that plate is how you're going to be able to do that whole eat more, um, not less yes. strategy. And if you're an adult that doesn't like veggies, that's okay. We're not gonna we're not gonna come at you. But think if think of the fact: Are there any veggies at all that you like? And if there are, just lean into that a lot. I'm not saying you have to eat broccoli every day if broccoli is your jam, or you know carrots every day if carrots are your jam. But lean into that veggie when you can to add some volume to your plate. Maybe you like salad. Now we're not drenching our salad in, in dressing. We're not doing that. That doesn't count. Um, but lean into whatever fruits or veggies that you like and add them to your plate whenever you can and whenever it makes sense. Because again, you want to add that volume. You don't want to feel like you're missing out on a meal. I know for me, I don't ever want to feel that I'm being the oddball out when it comes to participating in a family meal. Now, I don't care. My goals are my goals. But if everyone is having, for example, ribs and macaroni and cheese and baked beans for dinner, I want to be able to participate in that, but modify that. Maybe I'm just not eating as much of a portion as everyone else. But you don't want to feel that you're always doing a completely separate meal from everyone because that can feel like you're on an island on your own. But That's how do you just feeling like the diet instead of yes. lifestyle? Yes, yes, yes. So how do you add that those things into your meal to make it work? I mean, you know, there's always going to be something in life. We have the holidays coming up. There's going to be so much food. You don't have to just restrict yourself and not eat anything, but just make sure that you're finding something to add to your plate that's adding that nutritional value, that's really getting all of your um, nutrients in so that you're eating a well-balanced meal. And speaking of you saying that, adding something in that's balanced and nutritious, uh, another example here, guys, (laughs) just before we close, I got to add this tip in. Um, If you are someone who isn't a big fan of veggies. Google search like vegetable recipes for picky eaters. I promise you there are ways, so many ways that you can add veggies into meals, like sneak them in or eat the actual raw veggie form, whether it's cooked, steamed, air fried, whatever. And you might find that you like it. So my husband is not a huge fan of carrots and green beans. But I tell you what, I pop those puppies in an air fryer with some seasonings and a little bit of spritz. Like I have one of the spray olive oil things. Mm-hmm. So you don't so you use way less. It makes a world of a difference. Air fried green beans, air fried carrot fries. Look it up. My absolute favorite. They are... Because I love sweet potato fries as well. But we know potatoes in general, a little bit more higher calories, lots of carbs. Um, so air fried carrot fries, guys, game changer. It, it is, they are, they're sweeter like sweet potato fries. So get all the nutrients, the carrots, air fried green beans with some garlic. It, game changing, life changer. <laughs> Ooh, I've had the air fried green beans. I have not tried the carrot fries. So I'm gonna have to try that. I also love air frying Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Love it. So good. So good. So if, if you don't have an air fryer. <laughs> yeah, if you can get past the smell. Everyone in the house is always like, what is that? And then they're like, oh, yay, Brussels Get past the smell, get you an air fryer, pop those babies in there. We didn't say anything about putting in no breading. We didn't say anything about that. We said spray oil, seasoning, air fryer air fryer and get it going. Absolutely. And and that right there, all these little tips and these examples, they're just more ways that you can start incorporating more food into your diet. You're feeling like you are eating more and not having to eat less and constantly be hungry all the time. I seriously believe that the key to feeling full and, and feeling like you're eating more is just the quality of that food. What are you eating? Lots of veggies, of course. Um, Throw in some of those complex carbs, some whole grains. That's most definitely going to keep you uh, feeling full. And I feel like the star of the show, protein, obviously, guys. Mm -hmm. Like Load up on that protein, um, especially the lean, lean protein. Like 
chicken breast um, and fit like salmon, stuff like that, you are going to get so much more bang for your buck. It's going to be lower calories. You're going to get a bigger serving and you most definitely are going to be feeling full. Yes. Go Google those recipes. Get on Pinterest. If you like TikTok, go on TikTok. You can find easy recipes that will keep you full for a long time. They can be simple, five ingredients or less. It does not have to be complicated. Just add some volume to your meals and don't rely on the convenience foods to really take your journey to the next level. Absolutely. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. I love how this episode turned out. I love how we have a topic and it ends up turning into these tips and tricks and ideas because I feel like we're so full of them and I really hope that it's helping everyone. And it's just really fun to talk about it because I know you're passionate about it. I am very passionate about it. And I love I love just getting to talk about things like this and share um, our ideas and examples. So thanks again, Monica, for everything you do and everything you say to help everyone. <laughs> yes, I, I love this. I mean, I love like you said, we're so passionate about this. And we really hope that this is helping other people because we've learned so much along the way and we're still learning along the way, being lifelong learners. And all we want to do is just scream and share share and talk about all the things that have helped us and that are continuously helping us to get to the next level in our journey. I feel like a book is in our future. We love reading so much. Why not write one? (laughs) I know. You never know. (laughs) All right, guys, with that, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye, y'all.